the award-winning Your Financial Editor program on 930 WFMD. News from the worlds of business and finance with your financial editor, Chris Murray. Welcome to another edition of the Your Financial Editor program right here on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com and as a podcast. I am Chris Murray, your host. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, Hope you're having a good weekend and um, good program laid out for you today. Interesting top stories, very important economic data uh, that we'll touch on. Um, In particular, we got uh, a lot more information on inflation this week. Um, So we'll be uh, touching on that kind of where we stand and what it looks like going forward. Also, we're going to, just going to be talking about uh, the uh, Israeli war against the jihadist terrorists um, and the potential impact that that could have. You know, you're talking about, obviously, first and foremost, the human tragedies from that massacre. Um, and then you're, you're going to maybe have some more volatility going forward, especially if this um, mushrooms as far as commodity uh prices and volatility, investor sentiment, things of that nature. So we're going to be talking about that. And then um, also just about, uh, we're getting so close, hard to believe, uh, to year end and flipping the calendar to 2024, just to really um, what might be coming our way uh, to close out the fourth quarter of this year. So that more all on its way for you today. Look, the beginning of the week, um, was very good for one particular company, and that company was Boeing because Emirates uh, placed an order for 95 Boeing wide-body aircraft. That's a $52 billion order. Um, It came on the first day of the Dubai Air Show, so already the world's largest operator of 777 aircraft, Emirates placed uh, an order for even more of those. So um, the new orders are going to increase the carrier's uh, 777X family backlogged to 205 jets. And um, this is one of those things, again, you know, Boeing, it's a Dow component, been around for a long time, major, major player in the aerospace uh, industry, very important as far as jobs uh, for American workers. But um, this... uh, 777-9 particular aircraft, uh, which was one of the ones that was ordered, is going to be the largest and the most fuel-efficient twin-engine jet in the world. It's going to offer the lowest operating cost per seat of any commercial airplane. So we'll see how that pans out. You know, when they start talking about per seat, you start wondering, are they going to shrink the seat first and foremost? Because um, sometimes it gets kind of tight. Uh, whether you're sitting in an aisle seat or not. So um, Emirates uh, placed that big order, uh, obviously a huge benefit for Boeing and for their shareholders, uh, assuming everything uh, goes to plan. But uh, just a great way for that company to uh, to start the new week. Um, just another reminder of the uh, the foolishness that we see in this world these days with uh, people trying to act like there's anything um, in addition to two biological genders, right? Just the, the kind of that sickness that um, that's seeped into um, our society that's really being pushed by extremely evil people um, that are mentally ill, probably, um, and also just evil. Um, so 
what we saw was the 2023 Miss Universe pageant um, is uh, the owner behind that JKN Global Group is filing for bankruptcy. So they're going to have the uh, the the contest today. And um, what they've done is included um, cross dressers, whatever you want to call them, um, transgender contestants, uh, uh, you know, guys that like to dress up like girls and wear wear makeup, basically. But um, this JKN Global Group uh, is run by a business uh, tycoon from Thailand, and he's a big uh, activist, or she is, I don't even know what. Um, and paid $20 million last year for uh, the Miss Universe pageant. So just a year later, um, it's obvious it's not going to be sustainable because of these stupid decisions that were made. And look, if it's if it's you know that person's money good go ahead and do what you want with it it's it's nice to see a fool parted from his money if you're talking about other people's money shame on you and this is just another example of um, why investors are becoming more aware as to how uh, their hard-earned dollars that they invest are being handled so um, like I say this is going to uh, take place this Miss Universe pageant today. Uh, apparently, at least two transvestites, uh, guys that are acting like they're women, are going to be in the pageant, one from Portugal and one from the Netherlands. So um, as you see this, um, as I refer to it, this sickness where uh, you've got actually women's magazines that have been very important to a lot of women historically choosing men on their covers as the woman of the year. Again, that insanity, that mental illness um, and that nar- that false narrative is just continued to be pushed. And like I said, uh, it would be fine with me if that person in Thailand that bought the uh, pageant for 20 million lost all of it um that that's actually a good thing we just want to make sure they're not losing other people's money um as well talking about losing money this is an annual issue literally we just learned this week that the united states postal service reported a 6.5 billion dollar loss for their fiscal year so what was their goal at the beginning of the year break even fine okay how do you go from break even to admitting and posting a 6.5 billion dollar loss their operating revenue fell by 321 million dollars compared to the same period last year and first class ma- uh, mail fell to the lowest volume since 1968 so they said the post office said they they pointed to 2.6 billion dollars in inflation cost well doesn't that beg the question where did the inflation come from who's responsible for the inflation 
why have we had to deal with it for three years? Right? But no, that doesn't come up. Just, hey, you guys, we lost $6.5 billion. We're sorry. Um, or even if they said that, I doubt it. Um, you know, they had hoped to have this break even point in 2023 as part of their 10 year restructuring plan known as what? Quote, delivering for America, unquote. They announced that back in 2021. Um, They already received a bailout via the Postal Service Reform Act in 2022. Every year, it's the same thing. Our tax money flushed down the commode. You've got the Postal Service. Who else? Amtrak. Now Amtrak is whining and complaining like they do every year. We need a bailout. Just fail. Your job's not that hard. What is it, like 90% of your business is on the East Coast? You go from Washington, D.C. up to Boston? You look at how condensed that area is with individuals that use that service? What are you doing? Why do you need a bailout? And we saw this in the omnibus bill last year and, you know, the other bills that Pelosi and Schumer pushed through year after year. Oh, here you go. We'll give you a couple billion dollars. Oh, this last bill, Obamacare that was supposed to be so successful and save America. Here, we'll give you another $500 million just in this pork bill. If things are so good, they're going to work without this never-ending just influx of taxpayer money and debt that America's on the hook for. So just do your job right. If you need to cut staff, cut it. And believe me, I know our local uh, postal lady is phenomenal. Um And she works very, very hard. She's in there on her own often. Uh, But that's your typical hardworking American. She's working hard. Um, Actually, she even has a side gig. Um, Just a hard worker. But $6.5 billion, you can't say I'm going to break even and lose that kind of money. It's just, it's embarrassing. It's ridiculous. It makes absolutely no sense. And we're the ones whether it's the post office, like I said, or Amtrak or Obamacare or some other stupid program that are funding it. And I'm not even getting into the waste and the fraud that's involved. But just in general, it makes no sense. And we know that you can't keep doing the same thing and expect different results, right? So, but there you have it. That's the latest there. And, you know, this is uh, we're almost done earnings season um, for the third quarter, and um, it's been pretty good. Uh, But again, you have to remember that these corporations, they purposely um, ratchet down the expectations. So then if they meet that target or exceed it, it looks like they're doing better than what they really are. So just a word of caution there. That's that cat and mouse game that that goes on 
Um, the only one I'm going to mention that came out this week, and I just think it's important because it's the world's largest retailer, is Walmart. So they came out um, on Thursday with their earnings, and um, their earnings were up 4.9% from where they were a year ago for the third quarter. That was better than what Wall Street was uh, expecting as far as the analysts that I was uh, looking at that data. Um, they're Walmart's U.S. e-commerce sales rose 24%, marking the sixth consecutive quarters of double-digit percentage growth. So they're not, you know, obviously beating Amazon, but they're doing a pretty good job of trying to keep up with them. Um, So that seems to be working uh, fairly well for uh, Walmart. And it's funny, Bob Miller was making the joke, but, you know, now it's not really funny. it's, It's not... So he was talking about you go into Walmart and you have all these self-checkout counters and just a couple individuals. What have we been saying on this program for 25, almost 26 years now? If labor oversteps its bounds, and the unions are famous for this, union bosses are making hundreds of thousands of dollars that we know about, uh, whether it's a teacher's union or, uh, you know, a labor union or whatever, and then you get these um, just ridiculous politicians who say we want X minimum wage that's too high, especially for a starter job. I've always said, can you say the word kiosk? Because that's what you're going to get. Who wants to deal with all this extortion And somebody telling you what you have to pay somebody, whether they're worth it or not, or they've been there long, you know, long enough or whatever the case might be. It's bad enough that those that do that, they pass it on to the consumer and the consumer's punished. But you know what else happens? You're replaced by a kiosk. So go into Walmart, go into McDonald's, go in wherever now and you'll see it. You have the digital option. Some of that's convenience. Most of that, although it will never be said out loud, but I'll say it, it's because of that salary extortion. So, you know, you're not helping anybody, you politicians and you labor unions. You're for, you know, you're, you're literally, you're eliminating jobs. You think with what's going on with the UAW right now and the big three automakers in Detroit that they're not figuring out a way to even uh, automate more than what they're doing with robotics? They're not going to watch you parade around with your signs and beat your chest and that idiot, the the UAW president, wearing his uh, shirt that says, Eat the Rich. Again, when he's making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, if he really cared, he'd actually just um, give most of that money to, uh, I don't know, to the workers somehow. Just create a new fund just for them. Maybe a Christmas account. And they all get a little bit of that money for Christmas so they can buy some gifts for their kids. But no, they're not going to do that, right? They're hypocrites. So... Back to Walmart, um, you know, they're doing a very good job. Bob Miller was making that joke about self-checkout, but it's really not a joke anymore. Um, The other thing is, you know, a lot of people would 
not go into Walmart. They thought they were, you know, above that, which is fine. You know, they can go there. They don't go there. Who cares? That's that's their prerogative. But guess what? A lot of those people who thought they weren't going to go to Walmart, they're going to Walmart. They're going to Dollar Tree. They're going to uh, secondhand thrift shops. Not because they want to, because they have to. So when you look at Walmart, they even tell you consumers are prioritizing necessities over discretionary purchases. People are having a hard time in this super hyperinflation type of atmosphere making ends meet. So they're going to Walmart. Why? Looking for groceries, deals on groceries. Health and wellness category rose at Walmart also. People are looking for cheaper um, prescriptions, cheaper health and beauty type of uh, products. That's what's going on. So um, these are the companies that are making the money. Um, And again, I just wanted to point out Walmart in particular is doing a pretty good job, although their warning going forward, their guidance they're a little uneasy. What's going to happen? Is this going to is the cons- consumer going to continue to deteriorate? That's that's the big question. And look, we all know because we're all shoppers. So we're buying groceries, we're buying um, apparel, electronics, we're paying for health care. We know what it's like at the gas pump, and has been for years now because of the overspending by the government and the. Um, just pathetic job that the Federal Reserve did with supposedly keeping track of inflation and taming it down, which they, they it was an epic failure. So, um, look, a lot of my people go to Walmart. And the only thing I ask is, like I told Bob Miller, get out of your flannel pajamas. Come on, you're better than that. Ladies, take the curlers out of your hair. Come on. You can do this. And hey, guys, if you're wearing a tight T-shirt and you have a big belly, don't reach up to that next shelf and let that thing flop out for everybody to see. That is not fair. So keep that in mind when you go to Walmart in particular. So when we look at the latest data on inflation, uh, we got it this week. Uh, We saw that inflation eased a little bit in October Um, And a lot of that was thanks to the drop in gasoline prices. Um, The Labor Department came out and said the consumer price index, the CPI, um, climbed 3.2% from the same time last year. So it eased, as I said, but you remember when we were sitting here last year in the fourth quarter and we were complaining about how expensive everything was? And, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up and we see the dinner was going to be higher, all the food, all the ingredients. We saw that um, everything for inflation or excuse me, for Christmas was inflated. We saw all that and we're complaining about it. Well, on top of where we were last year, we're 3.2 percent higher. So it's this um, just snowballing of inflation. So when people get up folks and beat their chests or say hey inflation's on its way down and all that don't buy that don't give them credit don't let them think you're dumb enough 
to say, wow, inflation's really come down. I mean, it hasn't come down. It's higher than it was last year. It's just not going up as quickly, thank the good Lord. Now, housing costs were the biggest driver of the core inflation number that we saw last month, and that's because rent costs are up 6.7% from the same time last year. So for these people that can't buy a home, even though they want to, because interest rates are too high and because banks have had to uh, tighten their uh, credit process, so now you have to rent, it's crazy what people are paying for rent. I feel sorry for them. I mean, if they want to be a renter, that's great. But if they're only doing it because they have to, because they can't get that mortgage because interest rates are too high and what's going on in the housing sector in general, um, I do. I, I feel bad for them. So, and look, food is definitely the biggest reminder, at least to me, of just how red hot inflation is for Americans. Um, the cost of groceries increased for the seventh straight month. So look, we're not talking about caviar that the uh the rich fat cats that don't um you know don't even know how to interact with the hard-working american we're not talking about caviar we're talking about uh bread up one percent cereal up six tenths pork up 1.2 uh or excuse me 1.3 uh milk up one percent butter up 2.1 these are these aren't you know delicacies folks these are just things that we need to sustain our our health and our well-being so um I'm glad that it's that inflation is not rising as much as it was but considering that that was all this inflation was self-imposed because of selfish greedy spending and the Federal Reserve being that epic failure I mentioned, I'm not. It it just doesn't impress me. U.S. producer prices, the PPI, same story. So the producer price index is what we see at the wholesale level before it gets to us, the consumer. And um, you know, basically that came down, um, and it wasn't as high uh, as the previous month. But um, you still have these wholesalers that have to make a simple decision things are more expensive for them their input cost right if they can do they eat it all and cut into their profits or do they pass half of it on to their customer the consumer so they eat half and then they pass half on or do they just decide to pass the entire increase on right and that's, again, where we get even more air in the potato chip bag. And at the same time, it costs more. It's a lose-lose for the consumer. So um, that's something that, uh, unfortunately, we see way too much of. And it's no big surprise to see that Americans are hitting the brakes on retail spending, or at least they were last month. Because of those two things, infl- high inflation and interest rates. So we saw that retail sales uh, were down one-tenth of one percent, uh, according to the Commerce Department. That was for last month. 
Consumers continue to, it's the same old story. They continue to spend at grocery stores and appliance stores, health and personal stores. Um, you know, it's, this is necessities. This isn't, you know, a gazillion people saying, I want to go to, um, you know, to Bermuda for a couple weeks. It's not that. Um, and who does it hurt the most, of course, as I've always said, the poor. Inflation just ravages ravages the poor. It ravages the people with fixed income. So they're retired. They've got their Social Security. Maybe they've got a pension. Maybe they've got a little bit of retirement savings. And they're trying to figure out, how do I stretch this dollar? Because it's just not working. So this inflation is just, and the single moms, can you imagine? You know, what if you're a single mom and you're already not able to keep up and then something happens and you need a, I don't know, 50 or $100 battery for your car? Or what if you finally realize your tires are so bald that if you drive them one more time in the rain, you could have a major accident, not only hurt yourself, and your family, but other innocent people. So now you're looking at, okay, I got to get tires. Hundreds and hundreds of dollars for that. Nothing you wanted, but it's it's a necessity. So when these people that are poor, fixed income, single moms, when that happens, it's devastating. It is devastating. Uh, we had a plumbing issue at our house the other day, and that's the first thing I thought of. Well, second thing. First, I realized how blessed we are that we were okay to pay for everything. Then the second part was, I do. I, I think, my gosh, when this happens to somebody and it's totally out of their control and they're in a poor position, it's just it's devastating for those people. And this does not need to be the case. This inflation, these super high interest rates did not need to happen, period. And the people that work hard and do the right thing, they're the ones that get punished the most. And it's just sickening. And all the people behind it who sell their souls and, you know, these spending packages where it's going to these private groups and trial lawyers and non-government organizations down on the border and don't even bring up Ukraine. The money laundering that's going on in Ukraine, I can't even fathom that. The billions and billions and billions of dollars of our money that we borrowed to send over there or some of the existing tax revenue that we've worked hard for is now going over there. And there's no accountability. They're acting like there is. But I'm telling you, if anybody ever does, does an honest assessment, it's going to be pathetic. It really is. Um, we also saw the NFIB uh, Small Business Optimism Index, unfortunately, another decrease in October, 22nd month below the 50-year average. Uh, not not necessary, shouldn't be, but it is because of policy, period. And sellouts, again, people that sell their souls because they worship money and power. Um, and uh, 
Well, I'll stop there. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we'll be talking about what's going on um, over in Israel and also, you know, how that might impact the markets in the fourth quarter and going forward, as well as that, um, you know, the different changes we have right at the end of the year, whether it's window dressing by the um, the investment managers to make things look good or, or look better um, or something else. So we'll um, we'll be talking about that and more in just a minute. Your financial editor with Chris Murray on 930 WFMD. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcasts and you can grab it there. Um, So I was talking before the break, you know, obviously there's a lot going on in the world, as there always is, right? I mean, we can go back in time and and um, we know, uh, you know, from one day to the next, to one month to the next, to one year to the next, etc. cetera, that um, there's always something going on that uh, we have to deal with and have to try to figure out. Um, one of the big ones, obviously, right now is uh, the I- Israeli war against uh, the uh, jihadist of Hamas. A terrorist organization. Also, they're worried about Hezbollah uh, up on the uh, north border of their country. And then, of course, all the bad actors behind those two organizations. So whether it's Qatar or um, Iran, of course, is a number one uh, or um, fill in the blank, Lebanon, whoever it might be, right? That just hate Jews, hate Gentiles, uh, and um, think that Israel shouldn't exist and um, non-Muslims shouldn't exist. And of course, the scary part is you have uh, many of those people that think that way here in the country, number one, because they're stupid um, and they don't understand history. Uh, and number two, because they're so impressionable is what we're seeing in college, uh, uh, you know, on college grounds uh, these days. And these people that just like the BLM uh, Marxist with uh, their their rioting and burning and looting and injuring people. Um, it's just it's 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 a sad state of affairs. But uh, that's what we're dealing with now. And I think, you know, with people kind of concerned about how might that impact the market? Well, first, and I know almost all people do, we have to realize the terrible human tragedy and that unfortunately that may escalate. I don't know, coming weeks, coming months. I'm not none of us really know how long this is going to go. I personally have taken some time to watch some uh, body cam uh, footage uh, that actually the terrorists had um, on them, GoPro, I guess it was. And just literally, you know, once they came across the border, um, you know, going into 
innocent civilians' homes and just gunning them down or killing them in the yard or on the street or wherever. Uh, the only silver lining that I saw for the one terrorist who was going around doing all that is when he got smoked and um, one of the Israeli defense forces uh, shot him. And you actually got to hear it, hear him grunt and groan and breathe his last breath and then kind of roll over so that the GoPro was looking up to the sky. Um, but I just, I can't fathom what these people are going through. Um, and it, it's something that, like I said, I always try to take the human tragedy and separate that and say, okay, that's it. it it's terrible. Um, it's unimaginable until you watch something like that. I watched, I don't know, four, four clips, probably about, 30 minutes total um and they just have no regard for human life whatsoever they they, they're really just rabid dogs um these terrorists that that's what they are so you know people are worried about well you know what does that mean um for us here in america the people in europe um which by the way this is when the rooster comes home to roost um You've got places in France that have a Muslim concentration so big and so violent that the police don't go into those areas, the French police, because it's not safe. When that happens, you don't have a country anymore. And this didn't happen overnight. This has been happening for the last 10, 20 years in particular. You're seeing the same thing in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, exact same thing. So when you get to that point, you have to ask, do I have a state? Do I have a country? If you're too intimidated with the um, you know, law enforcement officials to go into those areas? And the answer, of course, is no. So that's why France is finally starting to get a little bit of a uh, spine and talk about deportation because that's what you have to do. Otherwise, you definitely don't have a country or a state. So as far as what's going on in Israel, um, people are worried about commodity volatility, oil in particular. So if it does mushroom and the um, conflict gets bigger, you're going to be talking about um, some potential issues with oil transportation and distribution that could impact the energy markets. And that comes back to us. Wouldn't it be great if we had an administration um, and policy where we didn't have to rely on uh, the OPEC and OPEC plus nations that hate our guts. Number one, we're already paying them for that. So when you're standing at the pump and you're putting that gas or diesel in your car, you have to remember that transfer of wealth from us to them. So that's painful enough. Then you have to realize, wow, I remember a few years ago when it was a whole lot less because so much of that energy was being extracted in the most safe, most effective way possible here in the United States and American workers were making it happen. That that will make you almost cry if you think about that when you're standing at the pump. So we do have to worry about 
commodity volatility, in particular, the energy sector. And then the other thing you have to remember is just the investor sentiment. So investors, right, if they start getting fearful that this thing is really going to escalate in the Middle East and you do get Hezbollah and other proxies for Iran and these other um, just extremely violent and hate-filled uh, countries and organizations, then, you know, that could impact not just the um, markets here in the United States, but again, the global markets. So what's going to happen with inve- investor sentiment? That's something that we watch very closely um, so that, uh, you know, we try to keep our finger on the pulse as best as possible. And like on the program here, want to bring these things to to the forefront so you can think about them and 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 um, and kind of process it uh, the best way for yourself. So there's not as much of a shock if we do see a change in investor sentiment or a spike in commodity prices or whatever it may be. Um, by the way, you know when I was talking about money laundering um, a little while ago with Ukraine, um, people will be like, that's you know that's not true maybe a little bit falls through the cracks you know these politicians and party leaders and elected officials you know they do the right thing number one even look at our own um house of representatives and united states senators and look when they went in how much money they have versus how much money they have now right so again they're selling their souls they're not, they're not doing the right thing for the people that voted for them. They're doing the right thing for their major uh, political contributors. And again, what's good for them, even if it's not good for the country. And the one thing that I always remember, especially in the Middle East, is when, um, so you had the Palestine Liberation Organization, right? The PLO. And um, they were getting money from us and from whoever else knows, you know, and it was going to help all the Palestinian people, uh, just like you're hearing now that supposedly Hamas was supposed to be doing. And you're supposed to be, you know, these leaders of these Palestinians are supposed to be helping them. Well, when Yasser Arafat died, he was worth $1 billion to $1.3 billion that we know about. So it's not about the people. It's about the corruption and the power and the control that these people wield. That's it. It's very seldom, unfortunately on God's green earth that you find somebody that when they're tempted won't sell their soul and they'll do what's right for the disadvantaged people and for the working class people. So folks saying that, oh, you know, they don't take that 1 billion to 1.3 billion Yasser Arafat in Palestine. So when you say, or if you encounter anybody that says, oh, they don't, take that money, they don't launder it, whatever. Just do some homework. You don't listen to 
just th- even this radio show or any radio show or TV or clickbait on the internet, just do some homework. Instead of watching a, a football game or just surfing the internet or playing Candy Crush or whatever on your phone, because that's what's going on. That's where money goes. And again, if it's an individual that wants to use their money, hey, knock yourself out. But don't use taxpayer money. Don't borrow money so that you can spend more and add to our debt, the people that care about the country and want what's good for their children and grandchildren. The other thing is, You know, like I said, we always have something bad going on. And I mean that. You know, I had this conversation the other day in the office with with a gentleman. And it was like, oh, what's going on? You know, he was worried about uh, with uh, what's going on in Israel, what's going on in Ukraine, what might happen in the South uh, Sea, the South China Sea with Taiwan. And, you know, fill in the blank. You know, just people, I think, unfortunately, get too concerned, too worried about things. When it's really out of their control, right, we can only do so much. And the smartest people trust uh, everything to the good Lord anyway. But, you know, we're always going to have issues. I mean, can you imagine when Pearl Harbor got bombed? Right? Some of you folks remember when President Kennedy got assassinated. You know, we remember September 11th and the destruction, the carnage, the death, the violence. And then, of course, what ensued after that in Afghanistan and Iraq and all of the, you know, military people that we lost or that were injured, some extremely uh, badly. And no matter what, those that were in serious conflict didn't come back the same person, probably, I would say, for the most of them, if not all. So, and then, of course, we had the financial crisis and the housing bust and then the virus that came from China. There's always something going on. So this gets back to just kind of the the base that the better your plan is, your financial and retirement plan And the better your investment strategy, the less likely you are to make poor decisions when things go to heck in a handbasket, right? Instead of trying to time in and time out of the market 10 or 15 times a year or whatever it might be, um, it's better to have that solid plan. And and if you do, then you're going to have trust in that plan and history at least has shown that you're more successful with that type of mentality you know again it's that old saying it's your time in the market not timing the market because there are if any very very few people that can time the market consistently yeah you can get it right every now and then but to time it consistently and be successful. And I don't even know, like I said, who that is. Um, there's multimillionaires, billionaire hedge funds and private equity and all the others that try to do that sometimes. And they come down on the wrong side of that trade 
And, I mean, they are losing massive amounts of money. So even those folks, that that's all they do 24-7, and they have all the algorithms, and they have all the MBAs or the, um, you know, rocket, literally rocket scientists that have left that work and come to, and you know, left aerospace and come to um, the world of finance, splitting numbers, doing everything they can, and they get it wrong. So it is time-tested, that, that statement. It's the time in the market, not the timing of the market. And we're going to see, like I mentioned, some window dressing the end of this year with certain investments. We see it every year because managers and and others want to investment companies want to be able to say, hey, you know, look at us. We closed the year in a phenomenal way. So they might sell some of their positive um, cash in some of their winners to try to tweak the numbers, whatever the case might be. But um, it still comes back to at the end of the day, if you have a plan and if you have a quality investment portfolio, your chances of being successful are uh, are multiplied quite a bit at least that's again what history has shown us when you look at the average rate of returns for people that stayed invested versus those that were jumping in and out of the market so all right that's going to do it for us um i really appreciate you being with us this weekend i hope uh you have a great rest of the weekend i'll talk with you on the morning news express uh with uh, bob and chris those are weekday uh live updates at 5 50 and 7 50 a.m and then uh we'll be back here next saturday for another edition of the your financial editor program this is chris murray wishing you and your family financial success I got my game on. I step out of the shower, steaming up the place. Wipe off the mirror, shave my baby face. Can't help but smile. Hey, what can I say? I got my game on. Silk shirt, my Armani suit, my custom made hat, my alligator boots, slip my rings on my fingers, my new shades, Ooh, I got my game on. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com.